0: I get to follow the fire dancers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just a little. (laughs) They said, We can do a fire dance, and we normally do it outside. And I said, I know the pastor. He's really cool. We're all right with it. (laughs) You guys, thanks for coming tonight. I hope you've had a good time. We're going to have a good time. And, most of you know me and you know that I'm not long-winded so this won't be long I just want to encourage you before I do so though I can't go on without saying thank you to just a few people and first of all well, my table hostess I know you don't want to stand up everybody there's all across the room stand up table hostess let's give them a big round of applause yeah good job girls They made it like mini Epcot up in here, right? So if you haven't taken the chance, walk around, take a look, make sure you visit all the countries like you do at Epcot, you know, see what's happening and and just take a visit. Thank you so much. But honestly, um, Jenny, Megan, and Sarah, I'm pretty sure if they get one more call, text, email from me this week, they probably would cry. Like, I'm gonna try really hard not to text them tomorrow because when they see my name right now, they cringe like it's her again. So thank you, I love you girls, y'all are awesome. Give them a hand all of our staff all of our staff cookie and gretchen the men the poor men they work their bottoms off for us and i am so grateful for them when you all leave they're all going to magically show up and they will clean up the food with their mouths and the tables with their muscles and it is going to be magical magical so and megan eddings was in charge of like all those delicious desserts weren't those amazing yes yes and i can't And Janine, Janine was in charge of all the food. She's probably still working, so I don't even see her. So I can't can't even name out all the volunteers because there were so many of you who have been here all week. But I just want to say thank you, and we love you, and thank you for making an awesome time for all of us. You guys worked really hard, and we appreciate it. So I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, like globally, you know, we're going global here. So if I'm talking about globally, women, like 9 to 99, what do we have in common? And this is the answer he gives me. I'm like, are you kidding? Like, so I'm I'm that person that, like, I don't like to talk about the anything remotely risky or, uh, yeah, I don't, I just don't. Like, yeah, you can ask my family. Like, we don't talk, I don't want to talk about those things. And so, life lessons from the uterus. It's so exciting. Amen. Thank you, Sabrina. Yeah, it's good. But, it, okay, it's good because there is a lot... You guys, there's a lot to be learned from science. I kind of have discovered lately that I think I'm a little bit of a science nerd because God is so cool in that things are complex and the way he's made things and things that we can learn from apparently our uterus that he wants to teach us in everything and show us things wherever we go. So we'll make it fun. Um, Hey, Jill ate 30 candy bars. Oh, Jill had 30 candy bars if she eats 28. What does Jill have now? my know? Diabetes, y'all know that one. Diabetes, still has diabetes. I got one more, you don't know this. Should you have a baby after 35? No, because 35 is enough. <laughs> All right. OK, three quick life lessons from the uterus. The first one is protect. The perimetrium, which is a part of the uterus, is the outermost layer that forms the external skin of the uterus. It's a membrane that covers the major organs. It protects the uterus by forming a smooth layer. Ladies, in so many areas of our life, we are designed to protect. So I'm going to show you two quick ways to protect. The first one, you're going to love because it's what we're so good at. It's without words. There are a lot of times where we feel like we have a lot of things to say, and you can just kind of feel Holy Spirit, like, putting your hand over your mouth, like, don't do it, don't do it. A couple of weeks ago, we were having... We were having like a family worship night at home, and I don't mean to sound like all super spiritual. Don't act, we don't do that every night. Like, it was a good day, okay? And so we were having, and it was really fun. Like, it was a good time. Like, we kind of like, we get our little, it's fun. Anyway, um, my husband comes in. You guys, you have decorative pillows, especially like in the living room, right? They're decorative. That's what they're for. They are just for looks. And I had these like matching chairs, and they both have a decorative pillow in them. And we're preparing, like we're all getting our little stuff and we're walking over and we're preparing to like have this nice family time together. So right before we're going to go meet with Jesus, I'm about to like, so he gets the pillow out of the chair and he drops it on the floor. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Okay. It's a tile floor for crying out loud. It is a cream-colored pillow with a deer on it. Why would it? Yeah, okay. So he drops it on the floor. Like, everything in me is about to, like, charge at him with all the words. Like, there are names. There are thoughts. Like, why on the planet would you put the cream-colored deer pillow on the dirty floor? when we? You know, okay, but luckily, we were preparing for time with the Lord. And the Holy Spirit was so kind to me. And he did one of those, don't do it, Ollie. Don't do it. But no, But seriously, why is he doing it? You know, what I'm like, this is a whole, like, minute of wrestling with the Lord. Thank God he came back quickly. And do you know what he did? He put his knees on the pillow, and he bent down in the chair to pray. And I almost cried because I was about to be such a punk. And the Lord saved me, and I was like, thank you, Jesus, that I didn't say anything because I would have felt terrible. And, and I don't always listen. I got lucky that day. <laughs> but sometimes the protection, a lot of times we hear that word, we think like, oh, we want to rise up. Protection isn't always vocal. A lot of times it's silent, and the Lord is asking us to take something to him. He's ta- asking us to take it silently and bring it to him in prayer. Ephesians 6, 17 says this, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all pure perseverance and supplication of all saints. We protect with the sword of the Spirit. We are meant to be women of prayer, watching, battling, fighting on their behalf, often not seen, often not heard, because we are fighting and we are battling. You know, the other day, I was in the car, and I was by myself, and I was driving, and um, I was just all alone, and I was praying, and all of a sudden, I had had the radio down so I could pray, all of a sudden, I just instinctively, you know, you know, you turn it up, you don't even realize it, and it was Bon Jovi, living on a prayer, and I was like, oh my gosh, God, you're so cool. Like, I'm praying, and now I'm like, living on, and I know that song's probably, I get it, but see, it was just like that, you're halfway there yeah see okay you can do it with me good i swear we're living on okay thank you see you just need some more bon jovi in your life when you feel like you're gonna say the wrong thing just remember that you're living on a prayer and you can get through and just hold tight and wait amen there's one really good biblical example that i have to give you real quick for this Uh, Saul had a concubine, her name was Rizbah, I don't know if you guys have read about her, she's actually really pretty cool. Um, Anyway, concubine, just a fancy word for mistress essentially is what she was. Anyway, she had two kids by Saul and because of like political difficulties, um, her sons were murdered. And then what they did, they put them, they didn't even like bury them, like they murdered them, they did this whole like hanging execution and then they put them out like in trees. And then what Rizma did, this is the cool part, she goes out there and she's making sure that, like, no animals, nothing attacks her babies. She, they're dead now, but they are still her people. So she is, for four to six months is the estimated timeline, this is not like camping out. This is like, she goes out on a rock with sackcloth protecting these bodies from being taken. And I just, when I read about her, I love her diligence, and I think sometimes we might need to read about someone like Rosba, who is protecting in such a diligent and fierce way of the things that she loved, that even though they had already been gone, they had already been murdered, she said, nothing is going to get near. I'm not going to let an animal take their bodies away. I am going to stand here. I am going to fight for them. And so that sort of peace inside of you sometime that you're unsure of, got to rise up, stand up, pray for them, fight for them, be like Riz, but fight as long as you have to and stand on their behalf. The second t- place is to protect with words that are spoken. Proverbs eighteen twenty one says this. You guys know this one. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. If you don't know that one, like, put that one in your heart. Like, that's a good one to memorize because we need that one. There are so many, like, biblical examples of where the words that were spoken change the current situation. I'll just give you a few. How was the earth created? He spoke it into existence. Jericho, what'd they do? They shouted. They shouted, and the walls came down. The Israelites, you know why they wondered for so long? Because they were complaining they were complaining and so the time kept extending and extending so I this is sort of a big deal to me it's like you know like if you have like a pet peeve in life like this is mine because I think that we don't recognize the value of the weight of the words in which we carry and a lot of times we'll we'll teach it maybe like to parents or whatever to speak life into your children but it goes it goes across the board. It's to the people around us, the women in our life, our co-workers. You're coming into work and you know everybody's having a bad day, and they're all you come in there with a the little sunshine, and a little joy. It's kinda hard for them to do. Like the sweet little old lady said, She's just like, Up, up. It's not that hard. Smile, you know. And and it's so true when we speak this life then things begin to happen. Things begin to change. You would be surprised what you could actually speak into existence. A king and a queen declares. Job twenty-two twenty-eight says this, Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon the ways. You are a queen. You are a king. You are a child of the Most High God, and therefore you have the ability to declare. So be careful what you're using your words to declare, and start declaring promise. Start declaring promise believing good things for your life i don't it's not like a name it and claim it kind of thing it's like a speaking life so if you have a situation that you don't like i speak abundance in these finances i speak that my child is saved that they are honoring the lord i speak into existence it's believing and speaking it until it begins to happen the second one is magnify so the second way that we're the second thing we're going to learn from our uterus is to magnify so during pregnancy the uterus does what it magnifies right like it gets bigger it grows the myometrium actually allows the uterus to greatly expand it forms the middle layer of the uterus that contains many layers and there's an expansion process you know i pregnant women like they are the she's she's so cute we have We have one of our, yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, so you have these people who get pregnant, and, like, they're adorable. Like, they kind of look like the the pee-in-a-pod models. Like, they just put a little basketball under their shirt, and that's, that was so not my life. Like, my feet were bigger than my stomach, you know? Like, they were so ginormous. And my cheeks, my cheeks and my feet were, like, e- it was, like, all so, yeah, it was not even funny. And, like, I could smell Indian food, like, three blocks away, and it would, like, make me yak. Like, that's how, it was not a pretty picture at all. So, you know, I mean, pretty things came, but it was not pretty. And I would, like, waddled like a duck, but, you know. Nevertheless, the expansion, the magnify, it's a natural process. And we, whether you have ever expanded a human life in your uterus or planned to, or that was many years ago, you still hold the function to magnify. You are meant to bring things. Matthew 5, 6 says this, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. In order to grow or expand, you have to be hungry, right? You have to eat. You have to add more. So here's the thing. Like, we eat all this. Food is actually a good thing. Like, we talk about food a lot, and we enjoy food, and we enjoyed some good food tonight. And, and we're very aware of, like, when our next meal is going to be, what we're going to have. talk about food a lot. Even when we're, like, fasting, we still talk about food a lot. We're talking about what we're not eating. I'm not eating this. I'm not going to eat sugar. I'm not, like, I don't know what it is, but we really like conversations about food. <laughs> It's a problem. I need to pray about that. But um, here's the thing, though. This is actually super cool. So the word womb, which is our uterus, uterus is translated womb, it's actually used 31 times in the Bible. And the Hebrew word for it is actually beton. It actually means seat of hunger. And what it's referencing in that is actually—it's—it's obviously the seat of hunger. It grows, but we're talking about as our spirit man. If we thought about feeding our spirit man like an eighth of the times that we think about feeding our physical flesh, we would be so full of the things of the Lord that we wouldn't even know what to do with ourselves, you know. And so I want to challenge you with that seat of hunger to start thinking about when was the last time I fed my spirit man? Is my spirit man going to be hungry again tomorrow? Am I going to wake up and I have a seat of hunger where my spirit man is hungry for something else, something more? What do you have to show me today, God? What, how can I see you different? What do you have new? What can I dive into in your word? Amen? All right, last one, support. Okay. I have a joke for you, because it's support, and it's about a bra. <laughs> <laughs> All the men are like loving being here with me tonight. I is so, they're so sweet. So a man goes into a, like a department store to buy his wife a bra. And the lady's like, what kind do you want? He's like, there's kinds? And she's like, yes, there are three kinds. The Catholic type, the Salvation Army type, and the Protestant type. And he's like, I have no idea what the difference is. She says, well, I'll tell you. The Catholic type supports the masses. The Salvation Army type lifts up the fallen. And the Protestant type makes mountains out of mohills. <laughs> <laughs> now that we have officially offended everyone, <laughs> including ourselves. All right. So lastly, the myometrium. So the myometrium is the layer that borders the uterus. It actually is a simple tissue, but there are connective tissues that provide all the support. So here's the thing. It's all these tissues working together that make the support. So our last point is support in that, you know, girls, we just, we cannot do it alone. We need each other, and we are meant to do this life together. One tissue by itself would be completely uh, uterus. made my own pun, <laughs> would be compute, completely useless is what I was going for right there. Um, so we are meant to be connected. You need a squad. You need, you need people. And if you don't have that, like, we want to be that for you. We want to love on you. We want to encourage you. We want to help you get to your goals. You know what? I was talking to a sweet friend today who was telling me that at the sweet young age of 71 about something new that she is learning. And I was encouraged by that because I thought, Lord, let me never stop wanting to learn and grow and look for something new. And as sisters in the Lord, we can do that for one another. We can encourage and support and lift one another up so that we can continue to grow in him. In Exodus 17, 12, when Moses's hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up one on one side and one on the other, so that his hands remained steady until sunset. So he was at that point in his day where he just couldn't do it anymore. But he had his friends. He had Aaron on one side and he had her on the other. And they came in and they lifted up his arms. And that's what we have to be for each other. I I need Aaron and hers in my life, people. And you need people that, like, get you. You know, we we don't do fake here. We do real, like, And when you have girlfriends, like, they understand that, like, my coffee, it's two-thirds cup of creamer. That's what it is. There's, like, a third coffee. They get, like, the days when, you know, you feel like you want to run away from home and just avoid all the things. They get that. They get that, like, on Monday, I was ridiculously emotional for no real reason. And the homeless really were affecting me. I was in a different city, and I was so moved. You know, they get the fact that these are my nuances, and that's me, and then I don't feel bad about them. I can share them and be uplifted and encouraged. As women, we we have to do the dirty together. We have to do the yucky. When life gets hard, we get in the pit together. When it's difficult, we lift each other up. When it's challenging, we say, hey, let me take your baby for the night. We say, hey, let me cook you a meal. You say, hey, let me bring you something over. Instead of beating each other when we're down, you know, it's time to support one another in such a way that we are encouraged and then lifted up in a way we we never could. I think you have something to play. Well, hang on. All right, let me show you something real quick here in closing. As the uterus has taught us, I want this to be easy for you to remember. So protect Magnify and support. It's real easy for you to remember, sisters. So you're not gonna forget what your uterus is supposed to do, okay? You got it. Okay, here's how I want us to end. Blake, if you could play that number for me, that song. It's so important that we have one another and that we're in this all together and This is, we're all in this together because we need a little high school musical in our lives. And what I want you to do is we love you girls and I'm just so glad that you're here tonight and we want you to have fun. We want you to eat more, enjoy your friends, walk around Mini Epcot, have a good time. But here's what I want you to do. Before you go, everybody stand up. We are gonna support each other. We are all in this together. You're gonna give your sisters a high five. You are gonna tell them, you rock, you're amazing, I love you, and we're so glad you came.